Inspired Painter Podcast. My name is Jessica Libor, and I am an artist, educator, and curator. If you're an artist who wants to create an amazing and fulfilling career in life, this podcast is for you. I'll be sharing inspiration that has worked for me and art world insights and tips. My goal for this podcast is to help you feel in control of your art career and empowered to be the best artist that you can be. I would like to thank my sponsor, Era Contemporary. Era Contemporary is a gallery and media website serving discerning art collectors through exclusive art events, articles on contemporary artists, and art consulting. Their next exhibition is a group show in September of 2020 featuring contemporary realist artists titled The New Pre-Raphaelites and sponsored by Harkham College. Era Contemporary is currently accepting submissions to be in this epic virtual exhibition until August 1st. If you are an artist who would like to apply to be in this show or a collector who would like an invitation to the virtual event, please visit www eracontemporary.com for more information. Hello, my beautiful artist friends. I hope you're having a wonderful summer. I um, am very excited to introduce to you today's guest on the podcast, Jen Wallace. She is the co-founder and director of art at Nascent Art New York, and she helps clients acquire fine art by emerging artists for building lobbies, companies, offices, and leading hotels. Jen has produced dozens of exhibitions and events viewed by hundreds of thousands of New Yorkers. An art expert who cares, she hosts of her own web series called Art Scene and often speaks on panels to discuss art and emerging artists. Jen also consults galleries, individuals, and organizations on artists trending in the marketplace. When she's not shaking up the art world, she also serves as an executive producer at Mastodon Films. I am so excited to um, bring to you Jennifer Wallace. Um, she is an amazing, amazing person who really started her own company um, with a partner. And um, they started this company in New York and really were bootstrapping it for a while, which we go into. And I just feel like this is a very inspiring story for any artist, also any curator, anybody who really wants to start their own business even. Um, and then also, this is specifically interesting for artists who maybe would like to work with a consulting firm. Um, you know, somebody who, Jen is somebody who connects people. So through her, you would basically get commissions, you would your artwork would be placed to be commercial bought commercially by all these different companies so um this is a really interesting take on the art world that is not covered very often and yet it's very commercially viable for many artists so i wanted to bring this to you bring this to your attention and at the end um, there definitely will be more information about how to get in contact with Jen and the nascent art at New York. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Jennifer Wallace. Jessica, how are you? I am fabulous. How are you? Really, really good. Thank you so much for having me. 
Yes, I am. I'm so pleased and excited to have you. And I'm so excited that our paths crossed through Andrew Romano and um, yeah, through, through the networking group. So I was so excited to talk to you and to have you on the podcast because we had such an amazing conversation um, last time we talked. And I just thought that all the artists need to hear your viewpoint on how you built your own amazing business and then just your viewpoints on working with artists from your perspective and what makes an artist successful and easy to work with. So, um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do right now? Um, I am the co-founder and director of art for Nascent Art New York. Uh, Nascent is an art consulting firm in its 13th year. Um, and we work with property owners, developers, and their design teams to place artwork in lobbies of buildings, office spaces, uh, res residential developments, and also we do a lot of work with hotels. Amazing, amazing. 13 years. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so incredible. So what was your background in the arts before you started the company? piece of hair in my face, of course, when you're on a, a video interview. Um, uh, so I actually uh, you know, studied uh, studio art, uh, loaded up on art history classes, always wanted to be on the business side of the art world. Mm. Um, and James, who's my husband and my business partner, uh, he has a um, master's in business and a law degree and so um when we met uh i was uh very young and uh i had an internship with a private art dealer and i wanted to you know uh pursue a career in, in art business but after exploring kind of the new york art scene a little bit uh even though i have tremendous love and respect for museums galleries and auction houses i didn't necessarily see myself there and and those are kind of the the most known major players in in you know the mm -hmm. art world or or the business side of the art world for that matter and so i kind of had to figure out what what being on the business side of the art world was going to mean for me um and so at the time uh, me and james were dating and and uh you know he he, you know, suggested through, through a series of events, he ended up being, you know, why don't we just start a company? Um, and me being young and naive and not knowing what I didn't know, I thought it was a brilliant idea, which that part was true to uh, have a business partner with a, a, you know, business and a law background. Uh, that, that part was, was smart. The, uh, Absolutely. The, the, Absolutely. the jumping in the deep end with an art business, uh, ultimately was smart but if anyone who uh has has ever worked on selling art whether they're an artist or an art dealer any anyone knows that uh there are certainly easier uh industries to make money in or uh, mm -hmm. certainly there's there's a a variety of of ways to uh um mm -hmm. make make money uh besides selling art uh but, but for me, it's something that I'm, I'm deeply, deeply passionate about and not something mm -hmm. I, I can't see, see myself doing anything else. Mm -hmm. um, so I am really blessed that uh, I, my passion is supported by James um, and he really brings all of his expertise and background to, to support mm -hmm. that. And, mm -hmm. and we've spent the past 13 years growing the business and now, uh, I mean, I'm 
just really proud of our, our portfolio and our clients and, and the, the projects we've accomplished so far. That is so amazing. I really admire everything that you've done. And um, I know we talked about before how like when you started it, you would be, um, you'd be doing like pop-up shows at different places and like schlepping the art everywhere. So um, I would love to just hear like one of the most like ridiculous things you ever did when you were starting out. Wow. Um, <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> I mean, talking about schlepping art, um, I think one of our first events ever, I think was a, a two or three day exhibition, which anyone who's hung exhibitions knows that that's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and to hang an entire exhibition for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. um, and not only did we do that, but I, I want to say there were close to 100 artworks in this exhibition. Like it was a big, big exhibition that we installed for three days. Mm -hmm. um, and our old apartment building at the time, so we didn't have an office yet. It was really early in our evolution. And uh, while they in later years put an elevator in that building at the time, it uh, did not have an elevator. It's this old pre-war walk-up building, and we lived on the fourth floor. Uh. So uh, we had, and we had a long hallway, and we had all, of, we received all of the artwork from artists, and we had it all stacked neatly in the long hallway, and we'd squeeze in the hallway to our apartment uh, leading up to the exhibition. And then, uh, you know, bringing it down the stairs, uh, you know, in, in trips, and then loading up the van and trips and then executing that entire, you know, exhibition and then doing the whole thing in reverse, uh, oh. bringing uh, almost 100 artworks up four flights of stairs uh, and, and doing that all for a couple day exhibition just today uh, seems a little crazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty intense. So how tired were you at the end of that day? Well, the craziest thing is we've been planning this exhibition for probably a few months. It was our inaugural exhibition. Oh. And I actually had gotten really sick prior and I had pneumonia and it was on like several courses of antibiotics. And oh my I gosh. reasonably shouldn't have been at that exhibition at all. Mm -hmm. um, but I had poured like my soul into it. And, and there was no way I was missing it. Um, and so um, I probably, I can't even remember, I was probably delirious and I probably passed out after that <laughs> exhibition was over because I'll tell you, even just driving around doing the logistics before the exhibition, I was like on all these antibiotics that weren't working for me. And I literally had to have James like pull the car over because mm -hmm. I was that sick. Um, and, and I think he mentioned to me, like, at one point during the event that I looked green. Um, so, like, I think it was just 100% adrenaline, and it didn't matter how sick I was or how tired I was. Like, I was, I, I think I was just fueled off of adrenaline. Um, wow. So I think that's kind of a little bit of, of how, how that shook out. And, and I think, you know, adrenaline will get you through your, your first, uh, you know, couple of scenarios like that. Um, and, and passion certainly gets you through a lot, but you certainly, you know, have to work smarter and not harder because mm -hmm. eventually, you know, it doesn't matter how passionate you are. If, if you're not working smart, you can definitely burn out. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely imagine that there could just be like 
it just takes too much energy out of you, like for physically one or two people to like do all that and be like the brains behind it and the marketing, like you need, you need help. So, um, so I totally understand, but at the beginning, it sounds like you really were bootstrapping it and you were just so excited about the idea in the beginning. And for the first several years, candidly, we were really, you know, bootstrapping and, and we've, you know, I guess the, the term bootstrapping is, is, you know, uh, how we got our start and we've, we've grown organically, um, since then. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's been, uh, an, an evolution, you know, kind of continued in that direction of, of, you mm-hmm. know, fueling our own growth. Yeah, that's amazing. Now I know a lot of artists are listening to this here and, um, I would, I, as an artist myself as well, I have a couple of questions that come to mind. And the first one is, um, how did you make the connections with like all of these large clients? Like, let's say I'm an individual artist and I would love to get my work in a hotel lobby. What would you recommend that I do? Um, I'd say, uh, to reach out to companies like mine, um, uh, mm-hmm. other art consultancies that, that have mm-hmm. hotel projects as clients mm-hmm. as an individual artist. Um, it's, it's if rare, it's not impossible because sometimes hotels like want to, you know, incorporate a couple of pieces specifically themselves, but for the most part, you know, I'd say 99% of the time when they're incorporating dozens of artists across mm-hmm. Uh, you know, across an entire project or, or more and, and hundreds of pieces. Uh, they, they need a company like ours to project manage and, and sort through that for them. Um, so uh, it, it's really, you know, they need a company like us to, to manage all of the artists and the programming and the execution and the warranties and kind of everything that goes behind putting a project like that, a large project like that together. Uh, mm. The projects we work on take years to evolve. Mm. Um, and from, from, you know, getting the client to, you know, installation in the project, it takes, it takes years. Mm. Um, and so, you know, the best way for individual artists to get involved in larger projects is probably through companies like mine and other art advisory mm. and other art consulting firms, because the client doesn't have the resources to do it themselves. They don't have the wherewithal to, uh, to work with, you know, a variety of artists and how to implement that in the project. So they kind of need someone like us who knows how to navigate and implement that and and work between the design team and the artists and the client to get all of those plans set and then to guide it through the project management. Um, All of that is, is, you know, something that's a a unique uh, expertise that, that we've ended up developing um, and, yeah. and why, and why I think that individual artists would, would, it, it would be really hard for them to, to work with clients directly on those types of projects because clients are, are looking for someone to help them with that. Um, so if, if artists, individual artists are interested in getting involved in, in our types of projects, I would, I would suggest, you know, applying to us. Um, and also sharing their artwork with other art consulting firms that work on these types of projects so that they can be on their radar because, you know, you can't, you can't get proposed for a project if you're not on a company's radar and you can't get selected for a project unless you're proposed for a project. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, thank you. That's very illuminating because I think that uh, for some, for a lot of artists, it's just kind of like, um, 
consulting, art consulting, it's kind of like this other world that we don't really, you know, think about that much. A lot of artists think about like galleries are the only accessible way to make an income, but through art consultancies, is that how to say it? Art consultants? Yeah. Um, yeah. Then that's, that's definitely another avenue. So I have a question, is there any kind of like source of like verified art consultants, like you're a member of, um, that like artists could go to and be, be like, this could be an art consultancy I could trust, something like that? Nope, there's no seal of approval. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my best recommendation is to search, uh, when, you, when you find an art consulting firm, if you're taking a look at their portfolio, Mm -hmm. um, and you think that those are projects that you'd be proud to be involved in, and those mm -hmm. are artists you'd be proud to be displayed amongst, then that's mm -hmm. a good place to start the conversation. If, if you're looking up a firm and you don't feel say that, that, that that's probably some, someone you might steer away from engaging with. And then, you know, mm -hmm. beyond kind of, you know, are you in good company? Does this project, does this firm work on projects, you know, uh, you'd like to work on, you know, can you identify any other artists in their projects and can you reach out to them and see if they've had a good experience? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's mm -hmm. something I would recommend if you're considering, you know, working with a firm or a gallery or really anyone representing artists, you know, mm -hmm. you, you kind of, you know, will get a, get an impression based on their public profile, but if you want to know what it's like to work with them, ask someone who's worked with them. And mm -hmm. as you know, most artists are, are fairly supportive and encouraging of, of other artists. And if they had a good experience, they'll tell you that. And if they didn't have a great experience, they'll tell you that. But I think most artists, if you reached out to them asking about their experience with someone they've worked with before, most of them would probably tell you. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, thank you. So. There is, there's a cliche in the art world that like, you don't want to end up as hotel art because like in the old way of like hotels, there would just be like, you know, this very badly done, you know, picture of the beach with like yeah. a boat or something, you know? Um, we know, we know the negative stigma that goes along okay. with hotel art. Uh, we get it. And uh, you know, something that, that we're really passionate about is elevating what, mm -hmm. what hotel art means, right? Um, and that's something that's that's really important to us. And you know, again, I think back to an artist's personal practice and where they see their art, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you know, we're a firm that focus like the, our hotel work. We focus on kind of more boutique, unique property properties or more high end properties. Um, so we're focused on, on properties that might be striving for a little bit more uniqueness, um, and, and looking for that in their art collection. Um, other hotels are, are just looking to stick something on their wall at a really accessible price. And there's still the negative connotation of, uh, hotel art being put out today, you know? Uh, so there's still a range. And so I would go back to what types of projects do you see yourself in, you know? Mm -hmm you know, uh, negative connotation aside, are if there's a really big, beautiful lobby that you could see your work in, I think that's probably okay. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. think, I think artists' careers are really about choices. Mm -hmm. And I work with so many artists who make so many different types of choices for their practice. And it's just about being informed about what 
different people choose to do and then making informed choices for yourself. But there isn't, you know, a lot of, I think, artist industry professionals will tell you there's the right way to do things and the wrong way to do things. Mm. And, and I think, I think there's a little bit of that. Um, and, but I would approach it more as, you know, best practices or suggestions, um, than a right and a wrong way to do things. I think, you know, a lot of the art world struggles with the traditional gallery model mm-hmm. and that being kind of all that's out there. And these days there's a variety of ways to sell your artwork. Mm-hmm. So which, which of those ways are you comfortable with? Which one of those, uh, sales avenues speak to your goals as an artist mm-hmm. you know some artists I, I know who will not do you know additions of their work who will only create originals who only want to sell them to collectors through galleries mm-hmm. and that's perfectly fine as long as it's a thoughtful conscious choice there's absolutely nothing wrong with that and and I, I can absolutely respect that. And then there's other artists who sell prints online, will put their artwork on phone cases, mm-hmm. will put their artwork in any project that will have them, and they're making a living off their work, and that's thrilling for them. Mm-hmm. And I respect the heck out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so no matter how an artist chooses to pursue their career, as long as it feels good for them and the the ways in which their work's being shown and sold fits well with them and their goals. I think that any, uh, any of these choices for an artist practice are, are completely valid. And I think there's more opportunity than ever for artists. And I think with, with technology, I think things have gotten a lot more democratized and, and mm-hmm. it's really, it's a really beautiful time, I think, to be an artist and, and be able to have a voice and have a lot, of, a lot more control over your own career. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, artists have so much control of their over their own career now because we can run our own gallery off of our Instagram. You know what I mean? Um, and and we can have our own mailing lists, and we can even define the terms with the galleries that we work with because it's. I think that the power structure is really shifting. It used to be the galleries kind of you know, chose you and you really didn't have much say in, um, I don't know, you really didn't have much say in controlling your own collector base as much um, because the galleries kind of like they were the visible thing. But I think with the internet and now that you don't have to have a physical space in order to like be in somebody's consciousness, um, you know, you can create a digital space and that can be just as powerful. So I, I do think that. You know, it's artists. Different. It's differently powerful. I would mm-hmm. say that having art dealers advocating for your work that have a strong collector base is still really powerful. Oh yeah, I totally that, agree. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it's you know to the exception of the other things you're saying. Right. There's right. There's no additional tools available for artists mm-hmm. than than there used to be. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that's I think what mm-hmm. really interesting. Yeah, I agree. And um, something that I realized is, so I I guess what I'm saying is artists have a lot more control over their image and their, what they want to be involved in and what they want to be known for. Um, I'll give you an example. So I had a big solo show last year and I I contacted the gallery. I um, was very kind of like assertive in my 
um, proposal and they liked it and they wanted to do it. So I, I had this solo show and I made sure to like get really nice photographs of the show as it was happening and, you know, really put all my best work there. And, you know, I sent those out to like my mailing list, the pictures of it as well as, um, you know, on social media and everything. And I had three galleries message me asking me to show with them, you know, awesome. and it's, it's just like, um, I think it all starts within the artist, what they decide they want to do with their career. And then like before the opportunities even come to them to like, to like um, make that happen in their own space in whatever way that they can by bootstrapping it. And, and then that shows people like, this is where I want to go with my career. And then other people start responding to that, you know? And all artists are different, right? All artists yeah. are not you. All artists aren't comfortable and confident proposing their own work. Mm -hmm. Not all artists are as outgoing and well-spoken as you and really, you know, channel that through their art and that's how they're expressive. And so uh, I do feel like artists are extremely empowered these days, but I do think there's still, and here I, I'm, you know, it says art dealer on my tax return. So I'm going to, I'm going to spend a moment just, uh, you know, uh, standing up for the value of art dealers. I think gallerists and curators mm -hmm. and art consultants all still have a really important role um, I agree. As, mm -hmm. as advocates for artists. And while artists are extremely empowered these mm -hmm. days, not all of them are, are want to do the business side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, not all of them are, that's not their strong suit. And, and that might not be why they don't want to, but some are really, you know, it would be a strength, but they just prefer to spend that time on their art. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's really great that everyone's so empowered and there's even more tools to reach partners. But I think the value of, of partners and having people advocating for artists is still really, really important. Oh my goodness. I, I could not agree more with that as well. And um, yeah, there's, there's several... Um, there's several organizations um, for artists and um, galleries that I'm a part of um, that have been tremendously, tremendously valuable that I would never have the scope or ability to put together the shows that I've been a part of because it's just, you know, you can't, you can't do everything. And um, so, and it, they provide you with opportunities and a reach that you don't have on your own. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree with you. And it is a lot of, as somebody who also organizes shows through Era Contemporary, it is a significant amount of work. And um, I don't think people realize how much work it is. <laughs> I think people just think that art magically appears on Walls Place. Yeah. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's certainly a ton of, uh, a ton of work that goes into it behind the scenes and, and mm -hmm. anyone anyone on my team uh, could definitely speak to that because we all work really, really hard. Yeah, definitely. Together, yeah. <laughs> so I have um, another question. So uh -huh. I kind of operate in this world of contemporary realism. So I went to Pennsylvania Academy of the Fine Arts. I studied also at um, a little bit at Florence Academy and then the Grand Central Atelier. So these are places that are very figurative, very like, you know, realist. So a lot of my friends and contacts um, and a lot of people that listen to this podcast, um, they're kind of in that world too. Not all of them. There, there's definitely some, you know, sculptors and abstract artists who listen to this, but I'm wondering as far as, um, 
you know, if you want to work with consulting agencies for artists and, you know, you want to try to get your work into hotels, um, what kind of art do you guys look for or do, do clients like typically? Ah, oh, that's the beauty of art is it's all so different and everyone has different reactions and, mm -hmm. and you know while it's a little different than uh someone buying personally which is is you know really truly mostly both based on an emotional reaction sometimes even individual collectors are are thinking about how it fits into the design of their home and mm -hmm. and these types of things size color and how how that fits in mm -hmm. um so kind of we're taking that a step further and, and figuring out, you know, how it fits into the design of the space, but also how it relates to the brand specific mm -hmm. property. And so uh, mm -hmm. for us, we're, our firm is highly, highly consultative and, and we approach every project as unique. Um, so we're suggesting completely different artists for every one of our clients. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, uh, we work with a law firm client who would have, you know, really sophisticated uh, abstracts potentially. And then we could work with a really fun, funky hotel. It might have, you know, really figurative work. Mm -hmm. um, and so it really just depends on the project and what makes sense for the space and the company uh, more than what, what art's popular. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, so, so artists, even if they work like highly figurative, uh, tight realism, that shouldn't stop an artist from reaching out to a consulting agency. No, and, and candidly, like you can look at, at a firm's work and see if your work fits. Like if you mm -hmm. see a, a firm has never placed anything figurative, mm -hmm. then the likelihood of them responding to you is probably pretty low. If mm -hmm. you work with a lot of figurative artists, then then that might make a bit more sense. And so, you know, different consulting firms work in different ways. Uh, mm -hmm. Not all of them work the way we do. Some some certainly work more like galleries and have you know uh, groups of artists that they're they're specifically working with. And and mm -hmm. so um, it really it really depends on the firm. But I don't think you should ever shy away from sharing your work. The worst thing that's going to happen is they're not going to respond, and then you're yeah. absolutely no worse off. Um, mm -hmm. So as long as it's not a place where you wouldn't want to be associated, again, like make sure that it's it's something that feels good to you. I mm -hmm. say send them a really tight, thoughtful portfolio and see if you get a response because. Mm -hmm. It, it definitely doesn't hurt. You know, I, I randomly come across artwork that I'm really impressed by all the time. And, and mm -hmm. so uh, you just never know and it doesn't hurt to try. And I think part of being an artist is unfortunately developing a little bit of, of thick skin to, to get yeah. through get through all of the people who, who aren't uh, connecting to find the ones that do, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so the same is true with dealers and partners uh, to work with you to help you sell your work. It's, it's mm -hmm. about finding the ones that really connect with it and want to get behind it. And sometimes in order to do that, you have to sort through the ones that don't. And that's fine. It's their loss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Love that attitude. Yes. Yes. So good. <laughs> that's amazing. So um, now I would love to ask you, uh, what are some things that you would recommend for artists that make it, that make you more willing and interested in working with them um, in a professional sense? 
Um, just being communicative, um, you know, time, timely with communication. I know, I know artists are often juggling a lot and in and out of studios and focused on projects and not always tuned into their email. And I, I know it's tough. Um, but, you know, for us, we're always shifting priorities and tight deadlines, uh, which is weird because I say our projects take so long, which is true. There's all these interim deadlines and, and we're always hustling. And so, you know, if we don't hear back from an artist in time to mm -hmm. put them in the proposal, un unfortunately, they just won't end up in that specific proposal mm -hmm. uh, for that client. And so, you know, just communicating and us hearing back from them and, and us knowing we can reach them and collaborate easily uh, when a client, um, you know, expresses interest and, and all of these things, you know, really are, are important. So when we're just even doing initial outreach, if someone's not communicative, it, it might make us worried about what's going to happen down the line when a client expresses interest and right. to dig in on a commission or whatever the case may be about their communication and responsiveness. So I think, I think just, you know, communicating well and, and being as, you know, timely with responses and those types of things um, are, are important. I think if you have any concerns um, about how you're going to work together, um, just be really thoughtful and upfront with that. Um, you know, we collaborate with artists all the time and artists are coming from different places and different perspectives and all have different work and all have different concerns and they're all legitimate. And mm -hmm. so express your concerns, ask your questions to anyone who is going to be a potential partner of yours. Don't just, you know, uh, say, oh, that's just the way they do things. And I either like things or I don't like most firms are going to have a variety of experience working with a variety of types of artists with a variety of types of concerns, and they should be sensitive to that. You should uh, hopefully be be comfortable asking questions and expressing yourself and, and feeling comfortable with being able to communicate with anyone you're partnering with and collaborating with. I think that's important. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really good advice. Um, now, what about, what about, um, now, there can be a misunderstanding that like hotels or corporations or anything kind of like corporate that they don't want to pay for art because there's been, um, I don't know, there's been like, I've just read articles where, you know, they'll pay, you know, millions of dollars for like um, all these other services within the building, but then like they want to like skimp out on art because they're like, um, I don't know, because it's not important to them. Now, you... Yeah who are in the business, tell us what's really going on. Um, and that, can that is absolutely going on. And if oh, they really? Oh, no. <laughs> of course. And you know what? They're the ones who don't care at all about art. And mm. they'd be happy having no art on their walls or posters or they don't care. Mm -hmm. And then they're the ones who really care. Mm -hmm. And then there's the whole spectrum in between. Mm -hmm. So it's all about figuring out who you're talking to, what's important to them, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, helping connect them with art that works for them. And that's, you know, part of what we do. But there's mm -hmm. amazing artwork at every mm -hmm. level of the market, right? So, um, yeah, there's totally people that don't want to put a big budget toward art. Mm -hmm. But if their expectations are in line with having prints or having emerging artists work, I think that's fine, mm -hmm. you know? Um, it's, it's when, you know, people, you've heard the expression champagne taste on a beer budget. Yeah. 
for that expression. So when people have unrealistic expectations for their for their budget, that's that's something that needs to be dealt with, obviously. Yeah. Um, but there but there's really amazing artwork at every budget level, and I think a good consultant is really helping you know bring those those two things together for a space. I do, mm -hmm. and I think I've even vented to you about this before. I do take issue with businesses, um, you know, offering exhibition space in their office space or restaurant or whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. uh, artists for exposure. I think mm -hmm. like you said, if they're spending, you know, millions of dollars on their space, mm -hmm. uh, they can spend something on art, even if it is a lower print budget. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I think, I think that there's, uh, I, I have to, I have to write a whole article about this ultimately, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think artists should band together and stand behind the value of their work. Mm -hmm. If, uh, someone's, you know, really not willing to pay for it outside of the exhibition venue, mm -hmm. um, then I don't think that, that they should get to have it on their walls. I think yeah. that there's plenty mm -hmm. of accessibly priced artwork and, and prints and emerging artists. Mm -hmm. uh, for, for low budgets. I think that there's, you know, you wouldn't tell your interior designer, design my whole lobby for free. I'll tell everyone you did it and maybe they'll hire you in the future. Like, mm -hmm. so I just wish that businesses would, would think about artists in the same way and realize mm -hmm. that this is how artists make their living. Mm -hmm. And if they don't value it enough to pay for it, then maybe they shouldn't get to have it on their walls. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the trouble is that there's so many artists who, who would be willing to do it. <laughs> and, and spread, and spread the word that they're not doing themselves any favors. Yeah. Eventually mm -hmm. getting anyone to pay them anything in their work for their work. Right. They're, they're shooting themselves in the foot because valuing your, your artwork starts at home, right? It starts, exactly. with, it starts with the artist and exactly. I don't know how any partner of yours, any client of yours is supposed to get behind the value your work having value, having monetary value in the marketplace, mm -hmm. if you're not going to stand up for the value of your artwork. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. That's, that's a message I'd like to send to, you know, emerging artists and young curators is to, mm -hmm. you know, think about those opportunities thoughtfully and make sure that there's a, a an, an exchange of value, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that, that artists and, and the curators are, are really getting something out of it too. And it isn't just the, the business benefiting. Otherwise, I think, I think that they, they should uh, maybe reevaluate. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a really good point and, and something to definitely keep in mind. But um, I will say that when, you know, earlier in my career, I did have a show at a restaurant. Um, this was like, I don't know, eight or nine years ago. And six of the paintings sold, um, you know, and they were- how did, that, how did that happen? Okay, they were, they were like 300 to $500 each at the time and okay. six of them sold. And um, I, you know, the, the restaurant owner called me and told me this and I was just in amazement. And they, you know, they, they only took, I think they took like 10% because um, it was just like a free opportunity. Um, but yeah, so I went there to pick up the money and they handed me a stack of money and I was just like, this is the best thing ever, <laughs> you know, but, um, you that know, that's such a rare scenario because so rare. I actually surveyed a, a whole group of artists in this effect and, and mm -hmm. it was, it was, I think, you know, 
I'd, I'd have to review it. This was a couple of years ago, but it was, it was mm-hmm. less than probably five or 10% that had sold anything at, at mm-hmm. one of the alternative uh, exhibitions. So yeah. I don't think it's impossible. And, and again, like if you sold that, that's great. And that's, you know, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I, I think it's it's also really rare. And it was a place that um, it was actually a pizza shop, but it was like a high end pizza shop that was um, right next door to an art school in Delaware. And it was like a favorite hangout spot for all the professors. So oh, it was like a very focused audience. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, nice. Yeah. But but I, I agree with you. Um, you know, I I did it one more time at like a different restaurant. And then I decided I just never wanted to do it again because I just didn't like the, um, I don't know, just like the vibes. I thought that it was too distracting and you know, food could get on the work and I, I, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think unless it's an exhibition venue where, where sale, where sales are, are at the, at the forefront, mm-hmm. I think the majority mm-hmm. of the time, and I'm not saying there's not exceptions because obviously you're an exception, right? Yeah. Um, but it, the majority of the time, everyone just reads it as decor for the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then the space is benefiting from, from having the art, infuse energy into the space and and most of the time artists aren't aren't benefiting but i'm glad that you did and i'm also sorry for for getting a little intense and absolutist but i'm also a bit of an artist advocate and i really yeah. i really care about artists valuing their work and i really care about other people valuing artists work um yeah that's, that's amazing about these things sometimes <laughs> Well, thank you so much for your advice. And um, I'm sure that this is going to be so interesting to artists who have maybe never even thought about this avenue of selling their work. And um, I would love to end with just um, what are, who are a few of your favorite artists? They don't need to be, you know, living today. They can be anything from the history of art. See, I, I'm gonna, I, I, I'm going to respectfully not answer the question because because this is like uh, something I'm so passionate about and and I love, love uh, art and the artists I work with and it would literally be like asking me to pick a favorite child, which uh, you know a mom can't say that. So okay. like even if I had a favorite child, which, which honestly I have such an eclectic personal taste in art, I don't even know how I, I really would answer that question in the first place, but I, I also think I have so much respect for the artists I work with that I don't, I don't want to say I have a favorite artist, but that mm. I, I just love uh, art and, and there's artists that have been, you know, really influential to me and I just feel privileged uh, to get to collaborate with artists every day. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. And how do people get in touch with you if some artists want to work with you or companies that are listening to this might want to work with you? Absolutely. Um, so uh, there's a contact page on our website. Uh, our website's nascentartny.com. And uh, on the contact page, it has a, a variety of contacts uh, for, you know, uh, if someone wants to hire us or if an artist wants to submit to us, uh, mm-hmm. there's actually an artist submission form right on our website. Mm-hmm. And that's better than emailing um, because it asks uh, artists a whole bunch of really specific questions about how they would want to work with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way, after we review their work, we already know what they're excited about and interested in and know what types of projects would really 
you know, be good opportunities for them. So that, so filling out the artist interest form on our website, we do really actually look at them and we actually look at uh, the form on an ongoing basis. And so anyone who's interested in working with us, I really would uh, encourage them to fill out that form. We'd love to check out their work. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jen. And, you know, I'll definitely be in touch and I appreciate your time today. And have a, yeah, have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you soon. You too. Have a great week. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed listening, it would mean so much to me if you would give it a five-star rating. In fact, if you screenshot your rating and send it to me on Instagram at Visionary Artist Salon or at Jessica Libor Studio, I will give you a shout out as a thank you. I also wanted to let you know that I've created a gift for you from my heart that I'm so excited to share with you. It is a free guide called 30 Days to 3K, the definitive guide to authentically increase your art sales. In this 15-page guide, I share how I've created amazing results in selling my art online while retaining the worth of my art and feeling authentic. I'm sharing the process that has worked to get the results for me. All you have to do to get it is go to my coaching website, www.thevisionaryartistsalon.com and enter your email and it'll be delivered right to your inbox. I hope it brings you so much value and let me know how it works for you. For those of you who are ready to really transform your art career from the inside out to experience more abundance, creativity, and success, I encourage you to consider my completely personalized coaching program, the Artist Soul Mastery Program. In this one-on-one coaching program, my mission is to empower you to become the artist you've always dreamed of being by helping you remove internal blocks and step into the powerful and worthy artist that you are meant to be. For a limited time, I'm doing free 30-minute explore calls to find out if this would be the right fit for you. To apply for a call, visit the coaching website at www.thevisionaryartistsalon.com or shoot me a DM at Visionary Artist Salon. I'm here to chat. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you soon. Remember that you are already worthy and everything you make is an expression of your unique spirit. Now go forth and create.